What's new at Cold Wax Academy? As Rebecca and Jerry enter the fourth year of live programming, they are bringing a special emphasis to reviewing and consolidating prior learning, as well as to increased member involvement on a variety of topics like professional development, mentoring issues, and other questions posed to the group. As always, members are also encouraged to take part in the online sessions, where lively discussions take place as Rebecca and Jerry respond in real time. And don't forget that Cold Wax Academy members have unlimited streaming access to over 100 previously recorded sessions covering a broad range of topics. You don't have to use Cold Wax Medium to benefit from the content in these recordings. Artists who use other painting media also find a wealth of valuable information there, from the effective use of the visual elements and composition, to personal voice and intentions, to personal issues like procrastination and work-life balance, and much, much more. For more information and to join Cold Wax Academy, please visit coldwaxacademy.com. That's coldwaxacademy.com. That's all for now. Let's get into the show. Hello and welcome to The Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Tickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. On today's episode, we are talking about After the Exhibit. It's what so many artists work toward, a solo exhibit or small group show, when a large body of work is shown at its best to an appreciative audience. Preparation for an exhibit like that can take months, even years. Slowly you produce the work, experiencing everything from panic to satisfaction as the finished pieces of your exhibit accumulate. It can be both a draining and exhilarating experience as you head toward the finish line. Finally, your show opens. And then what? You have a few weeks or a month of receiving congratulations and feedback, hoping for sales, celebrating when they happen, and then, rather suddenly, it's all over. Today we'll talk about the aftermath of an exhibit, a time to process what you've accomplished, and consider what's next. With me, as always, is Rebecca Kroll. Hello, everyone. Well, uh, this topic is very relevant to my life right now because my exhibit in Santa Fe uh, just closed yesterday. And so naturally, I've been thinking about the whole process and all that, all that buildup that you know you said in the introduction the very intense period of preparation and then this show was only up for two weeks it's kind of the way this gallery handles things um but you know so that was a pretty short time sometimes you know you'll have a show that's up for longer and maybe it's a little bit less intense you have a little bit more time to sort of um uh you know kind of process what's happened this one came and went pretty fast um and so Right now, I am in that aftermath period, and I have been experienced um, experiencing in the last couple of weeks a bit of a lull, a little bit of a um, the, the contrast to the drive that I had building up to the show is is pretty evident to me, and I'm just now just the last few days now starting to get back into it and. And to to see my way forward, to see what's next, and so I thought I'd talk a bit about that that process. Um, many people do experience this um, after after a big show, and in fact, it's true for a lot of events in life. Whatever you know, you're building up to that's a really big event. Then there's this 
kind of a letdown afterwards. And um, in a in the creative sense, um, it can mean that you sort of don't quite feel that connection with the work right now. <laughs> you know, you you were so involved in the work that went in the show, um, and that that period of focus when you're preparing for the show, you working hard in every way, physically, mentally, emotionally, and it's tiring. And so to have a bit of a rest afterwards uh, makes sense. And it, it can take a little while to shift back into your normal mode, I guess. Um, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think I think having a break, having a slower time, uh, is, is it makes sense um, to restore your energy. And um, but it, it can also feel hard. It can also feel that you're blocked. And I've heard it described that way. People, maybe you have only been through this for the first time. This uh, period of time after can feel frustrating and thinking, oh, I had my big moment in the spotlight. Was that it? You know, <laughs> is it all over now? Um, thinking about the creative cycle overall there is a part of the creative cycle that we go through with work that is a downtime that is called the incubation time uh, when things are, you know, it's kind of like there's a resting period where maybe you're gathering ideas, gathering your creative energy back again. And it often does happen after you've had um, some kind of a big push like that. It's always, I think, important to... Um to kind of keep your eye on the ball, you know, to to focus on your objectives and your long term goals, and and to uh, to think about how these things are are aligning, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and to always be looking a little bit forward, uh, mm-hmm. and and thinking about how something that's now in the past uh, moves you, moves the needle, moves you forward. Exactly. Yeah. And and to to take. You know, if you feel that letdown of energy, to recognize that, yeah, it's part of the process. That whole thing you went through, you are not the same person in your work as you were before all that. And so now you're you're in a different place because you, you put all that work together. What's next? And and to give yourself some some bit of a break, some time to arrive there. It doesn't happen immediately. But to know that, yes, yeah, you're going to move forward as a result of this accomplishment, because these are big accomplishments. Um, and for myself, it was interesting, like immediately after the show, I was still really charged up. I'd had a lot of good compliments and positive feedback, and I felt like I was on a roll. Okay, so I'm diving in, starting some new work, and then I hit this slow time. And so these paintings kind of sat there with a few layers of paint for <laughs> a little while. And um, it was kind of, uh, I guess, as part of that cycle, when you exhibit, it's a, I, I mean, the expression is a body of work. And if you think about what that is, it's work that relates, each piece tends to relate to everything else in the in the exhibit in some way. You're in a certain mode when you created that work that body of work. And so it is kind of a, a unit itself often. <laughs> and to um, to spring from that immediately into the next body of work doesn't 
even make too much sense. I mean, you you have to get some sense of what's going to happen. It doesn't mean that you necessarily stop working. Um, I kept going to the studio. I kept trying to do things, but just not feeling the energy. And so it has taken some processing of what the work w- was kind of about or my thoughts or so on to to start to now see um, where it's going. And this, uh, you know, what am I taking from that body of work? What's suggesting new things to explore? Right now, I am also looking at leaving the studio for about a month because I'm going, I'm going to France, which is wonderful. I'm going to teach and, and spend some time there. And it, it so happens that this break for me right now comes at a good time. I'm, I'm ready to step away for a little bit uh, and process all this. But you know, most of the time that's not happening. <laughs> I mean, most of the time you're not going to France or anywhere else. And it's, um, it may be that you you accept and plan a bit of a break after an exhibit to just kind of tell yourself it's okay. Slow down for a while, step away, um, and take this time to understand what you've accomplished and kind of what's next. And I, I think of that as, as processing. <laughs> um, is there an amount and, of time that you think is appropriate for processing or... Uh, without it becoming too much? It would be very personal what you felt you needed. Um, I um, I had a friend once who would take deliberately a month after an exhibit and just say, that's the time that I'm going to take off. And it was spent reading and thinking. And it wasn't totally away from the work. It, well, there was a connection, but there was no painting going on. That's a little bit extreme. I think uh, you you can find what works for you, but to spend some of that time actively, um, you know, engaged with the work, maybe not actually making it, but thinking about it. If you're, if you're working out a new idea, there might be some reading or looking that you'd want to do. Um, but you know, it could be a week, it could be a month. It just depends on the person. And I think the main point is, you know, you feel it, you feel like I'm sort of I'm in a lull here. I need to step away and just to pay attention to that and say, that's okay. That's part of the process. And you will feel that return of energy, uh, which is, um, you know, that kind of has been happening to me. Actually, now now I'm taking the break. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's just a time to kind of sit back. Um, and um, when you've produced the work for the show, and you're very focused, that that's, goes along with change in your work and progress. As we were saying, just um, recognizing that, that, that you are not the same artist as you were <laughs> before. You have learned things. You have changed some things. Um, and so you, when you gain some distance, um, you, can, you can see that better. And it's also part of it is seeing the work on exhibit. Um, because when you when you view your exhibit in the gallery or wherever it's hanging, wow, does it ever look different? You know, it lo- the work each piece of work looks different than it does kicking around in your studio. <laughs> it's you know it's beautifully displayed, it's well lit, and it has it just has this sort of elevated appearance, you know, and and so it's very interesting um, 
to see that and and to uh, see your work all together is one of the huge benefits of, of having an exhibit. Um, I think from your perspective as an artist, making the most of that and yeah, there, you know, we do hope for, for sales and we do, if it's a commercial space, you know, that's part of it. You want those sales, but to look at the exhibit as exhibits over time as milestones of your career and often you see shifts that happen between the exhibits, whether you were conscious of them or not, because they're stepping stones. Um, and you also, you hear things, you get feedback when you have an exhibit. And that can also um, help you see it in a new way, help you see ways forward in your work. People may remark on something about your work that you didn't really notice. And um, one of the things that was said to me at my exhibit that really touched me was that the person said every every part of the painting has been carefully considered, even though there's spontaneity. Um, it's like pieces of architecture fitting together, and. I thought, wow, that's something to think about. <laughs> it's, you know, something I would not do consciously, but that's what he saw in it. And things like that are just kind of, you know, very interesting. And I think it's good to write those things down, contemplate them. If you get insightful comments, I mean, obviously lots of comments you get are, they're wonderful, but they're not particularly insightful, you know, beautiful work, uh, things like that. And, and of course, we love to hear that. But there will be people that say things that really kind of hit you. Um, and so it all comes together at the exhibit, things are hanging there. And that's a, that's a time to really take in what, what was this particular show about? And at the point in my life when I did this work, um, and so it's always good to go back, if you can, to see the exhibit without a lot of people around, to see it maybe uh, halfway through when it's been hung and you've had some time to think about it and to see it again. And I just um, was in the gallery yesterday to uh, just kind of check in and because it was the last day and the work was still up and, you know, it it hit me again, just the connections between paintings, um, the overall feeling of the, of the exhibit. Um, and it's a sense, you can get a sense of how, you know, how exploratory have you been? How much have you pushed things? Is the work pretty much all the same or is there some interesting variety? And <laughs> years ago, I did this, went into a show that had been hanging for a while. Um, and this was when I lived in Wisconsin. So it was, it was at an art center in Minnesota. Went back in there. It was a two-person show. My work at the time was very quiet. <laughs> you know, it was, it was so subtle and quiet that, and I thought, oh, that's, that's a good thing about it. I appreciated that. Well, I go into the gallery and the, the person that they had paired me with the work was quite bright and exciting. And um, it was an odd pairing, to be frank, but that's what happened. And when I went in, I thought, you know, 
there's something about that the other person's work that is so intriguing and energizing. I'm not feeling so much of that when I look at my work. And it was a moment for me when I I saw my work as a whole and it was a turning point that I thought I need I need more contrast in my work. I need something um, more energizing. And it was it was partly comparing myself to this other person, but I suspect I, I would have seen it anyway to see all the work at once and to realize, oh, there's something here that I want to change. So that's, it can be a little bit excruciating to realize that, but it's part of the growth. It's That exhibit was a step and it taught me something. Um, and looking back, I'm grateful that, you know, it happened that way. So this time when I saw my work up in Santa Fe, um, I thought about several things. Um, that I noticed that not necessarily bad things at all, but things that would came came to my attention. So maybe this is a good time to do the break. Okay. <laughs> Let's take a quick minute to look at what deals are available from Blick. It is, once again, Blick's lowest paint prices of the season sale. So it's a great time to get discounts. Uh, everything is 40 to 65% off. All of your favorite brands, uh, acrylics, oils, watercolors, uh, whatever you're interested in, you're going to find fantastic discounts right now at Blick. So please remember to use our affiliate link, which is, of course, MessyStudioPodcast.com slash Blick, B-L-I-C-K. And that's going to take you straight through to the regular Blick website. But when you use our affiliate link, Blick will donate a very generous 10% to the Messy Studio Podcast. So once again, that's MessyStudioPodcast.com slash Blick. And there is a huge variety of paint right now on sale for 40 to 65% off. That's all for now. Let's get back into the show. All right, let's get back into it. So I was, yeah, I was just talking about things you can notice about your work. When you see it in that setting, your show is up, it's still up. Um, but these are things that you can carry forward to the aftermath, which is more like what we're talking about. Um, and so in the exhibit, in Santa Fe, there's some work that's more neutral in color, more earthy. There's some work, was some work, that's more colorful. And I was looking at it and feeling my sense of the work is different depending on the color. And I think they're, the color, whether it's neutral or more bright, I realize they're both really interesting to me. But my inner response is somewhat different Um more colorful work for me is a little more outside of myself. It's a little bit more of a push. So it's interesting, energizing, um, takes more, I don't know, thought to make the color really work. And the more neutral color seems more natural to me. It just seems to be coming from a different place of me that's, that's very quiet. And so I just noticed that difference because they're both types of work in the show. And I thought, I, I'm i pleased when both types work and I will continue with both types. And it was important because sometimes I feel that they're two different, completely different directions and I have to pick one. <laughs> but I think I realized in looking, no, I don't have to pick one. I can do them both. Um, uh, another thing about the current show that I realized was the importance of scale one of the pieces in the show is really big. 
um, I think I've mentioned it before on the podcast, it's eight feet by four feet. It was hung in a prominent place. It was really impactful in the show. It was the first thing people would see when they walked into the room. Um, and I thought, wow, that experience of working on that scale and the impact of it is really interesting to me. Uh, so that I learned that. And then on the adjacent wall, there were some small works on paper that were also my work, um, things I'd done in Portugal, tiny, really. And I thought, there's a range here, and I like that. I like that range. Um, maybe I'm excited more now about the extremes of that range, <laughs> very big or very small. Uh, I, of course, do lots of work in kind of a middle range, but it just struck me the the impact of that scale was was something that until I saw them all hanging together, really uh, didn't hit me. Um, and just, I don't know, just something about the overall character of the show. It's hard to put into words, but there was something, you know, pleasing to me to to, to see that. Um, I think when you have that opportunity to go in and look at your work hung that way, it's a good time to ask yourself some questions going forward. Um, what about the show really excites you? What about the show do you feel like you could have pushed more? Um, is there anything that you hung that you say, you know, that's a bit of a side trip. I don't think I'm going there again. <laughs> um, and that sort of thing of, um, you know, what do you want to carry forward? And it, it will usually become pretty obvious when you see that whole body of work. Um, I wanted to talk a bit about the whole sales angle because it is – it's part of the picture. If you're, if you have this work up in a commercial gallery, the topic of sales becomes important to you, to people looking at the show, to the gallery, to everybody. And I'm not going to discount that at all. I think it is important. Um, but it can be kind of an emotional <laughs> minefield if things haven't been selling. Uh, usually, I mean, so often, I know artists know this, when people say, they're asking you, how did your show go? That's a really typical question. I think it's up to you to interpret that, because it can feel like the question is implying, you know, did you sell a lot of work? Frankly, it's the way a lot of people evaluate an art exhibit. And whether they're artists or non-artists, it's kind of a benchmark. Oh, I sold everything. You know, wow, what a success. I sold nothing. Oh, that's too bad. Um, and for better or worse, it's part of the part of the equation. And if things haven't gone well and you're not happy with the sales, it's kind of up to you to deflect or redirect that question. <laughs> so saying, oh, you know, it was such a great opening. I met so many people or the installation's gorgeous. You know, I mean, it may be obvious that you're avoiding a topic, but that is your prerogative. You don't have to discuss that with anybody. Um, and if you did well, and you sold things, I think it's fine to share that. It's not, not bragging or boasting. Um, anything that was positive that came out of the show I think people like to hear that. I mean, they wish you felt wish you well, and you know, people like to hear that it was success. But 
what do sales really mean, as wonderful as they are, and as much as we love having sales, I really don't think they're the measure of a good show. Um, they're a measure of what's sold. <laughs> they're a measure of who happened to come into the gallery that liked a particular piece. In the big picture, um, I kind of like to think of it as there, there is a person for every work of art who loves it, who might be able to buy it. Um, and those people may or may not show up at the gallery. They may come in later. They may never come in. But it's there is a aspect of chance or randomness to it. As much as you know, as as good as the job, a good a job as the gallery is doing to promote your work or you're promoting your work, it doesn't mean that those people are going to show up. So the show itself, as an artist, I think you have to evaluate in terms of your own accomplishment, your growth, um, and not let a lack of sales undermine your good feelings. And and that is easier said than done. I, I think it's very hard if you don't sell anything to have a good feeling about the show. You've put an awful lot into it. And you spent a lot of money, frankly, to make it happen with materials and shipping and framing and all those things. And there's no return. Um, that can be depressing. Um, but the actual act of selling the work, there's just too many factors involved to place a whole lot of importance on that. And during when the show is hanging, it's on your mind. You're hoping, you're expecting um, that things are going to sell. You're waiting for that news. And it can be a stressful thing. And, and you realize you're paying too much attention to that. And, you know, I mean, the best advice is try not to focus on it too much. It's going to happen or it's not going to happen. Um, and also, though, to realize that the show itself is, um, it's a celebration of your work. It's a, it's letting people know who you are and what you do, especially if you're new to the gallery. There may be a period of time before anyone's ready to buy. And, if you're not, or, you know, whatever your situation is, sometimes a lot of sales come later. So if the gallery is keeping your work, which many do, continuing to show it, sales often happen later, even a year later. Um, and so we focus so much on that period of time when the show is up, and it's it can be difficult. Um, and there may be things that aren't exactly sales, but other things, other opportunities, maybe a commission. Um, there's something that has grown in your recognition and the way that people appreciate your work because of the show. So I guess I would say all that considered, sales are just one part. You really need to acknowledge what you've accomplished with this exhibit. And I don't know, we often talk about feeling grateful about things and basic gratitude for you had the chance to put this work up and you had the chance to talk about it and say what you're doing, get some appreciative response. You know, that's just all good. <laughs> and, and I think being grateful for that is, it's, it's important. Um, so all that happens, you know, with the show. It can be exciting. It can be stressful. It can be a lot of things. Um, 
and then taking that time after to to work through, to process, what are the most interesting things that you want to follow up on? Um, acknowledging that this is a logical time when things can change. Um, another thing that I noticed looking at my own work in this show um, was my interest in things that are becoming more purely abstract. I always am influenced by the landscape. That's where my visual language comes from. But there's something exciting about moving further and further away from from that source as identifiable. And, you know, it's happening in some of the work that's in this exhibit. And it struck me that is exciting to me to let go of the need to depict. And that's a door that is opening. It has been opening for a while. It's opening wider and wider. Uh, color development also opening up for me using more colors within a painting so um you know those things give me ideas for what's next and and i'm very appreciative of that well do you have any final thoughts to wrap up this episode yes and that is as an artist you have a unique perspective on this whole process <laughs> there nobody but an artist really understands everything that goes into producing an exhibit if you ex visit an exhibit, you walk in, there it all is, you know. How did it get there? It's been a long, long process and a difficult process. So keeping your own perspective, what the show means to you as an artist, aside from aside from comments, from uh, anything that is outside of yourself, sales, what does it mean inside for you, I believe is the most important. These other things support your growth, they support your your accomplishments and your sense of being out there in the world. But to me, the most important thing is the work itself. Um, how does this exhibit fit in kind of the big picture? You're you're not just making stuff to sell it, you know, and that you are. It's so different than than that. You're it's self expression. It's it's inner you. <laughs> And so all that outside stuff around a sale, around a show, sorry, the sales, the publicity, the exposure, um, a lot of it's exciting and a lot of it can lead to new opportunities. But putting it in perspective, that's just something that happens. You're moving on, you're, you're planning, you're thinking about the next thing. And in the end, you go back to your studio and you work. And you are in a different place creatively than you were before the show. All right, well, that just about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. For more from The Messy Studio, please go to MessyStudioPodcast.com and sign up for the email list. You can also find The Messy Studio on Facebook, as well as Rebecca's public profile page. For more from Rebecca Kroll, check out RebeccaKroll.com and Cold Wax Academy at ColdWaxAcademy.com. Be sure to sign up for the email list to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. For more from myself, Ross Tickner, check out rostickner.com. The Messy Studio is a Tick Digital Media production. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. Until then, embrace your creative space, messy or otherwise. Thanks, everybody.